You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad. And you may recall we did a walkthrough at the Epic um, Immigration Museum uh, last year and shared it with you, a fabulous experience. And at that time, as we were finishing up, uh, we said uh, we would come back and uh, take the time to follow up in the Irish Family History Centre. And we're actually going to do that. And I'm sitting across from Fiona O'Mahony. And Fiona, you are the head of the Irish Family History Centre. Welcome and thanks, William. Thank you very much. Delighted. Um, as I say, I was here before and I got uh, that was I didn't have enough time to do that. Mm-hmm. So the logical, um, I won't say finale, uh, but when you wrap up having gone through the Immigration Museum, the logical place to go is then you know, the juices have been uh, started to flow, and you say now exactly. now it's time to ask questions and get answers. Exactly, because you want to you you've been through and Epic has these wonderful stories of um, immigrants who've left these shores and the influence that they've had um, in countries that they've travelled to, in, including Canada, obviously. Yes. But obviously, it gets you thinking about your own family and your own, your own um, ancestors' personal story. And so that made when it made sense, it made sense for us to partner with Epic and to have a genealogy centre uh, connected to the Irish Immigration Museum. Yeah, because lots of times I know when people come to visit. Um, between the National Archives and maybe other locations yes. where there are records. Yes. If you don't know your way around, it's a challenge. It is. Whereas if you come in here, you can, like, first of all, we should say, um, for from a Canadian perspective, we're just down from Ronan Gillespie's um, famine, sculpture. Fam- famine sculptures. Mm-hmm. And also the Jeannie Johnson is, I can see the mast of the Jeannie Johnson just uh, east of here down river. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're between the two. Yes, we're bang between the two. Um, so you can uh, get a full um, idea of the history of Irish immigration between the, obviously the famine sculpture commemorates give the Jeannie Johnston, which gives you an idea of the kind of ships that immigrants would have travelled on and your ancestors would have travelled on. Right. And then, obviously, Epic gives you um, further stories and uh, a further idea. And then what we can do in the Irish Family History Centre is we have a number of touchscreens. So, for example, there's a surname touchscreen. You can put in your, your... surname and it will give you the locations of the number of households of that surname in mid 19th century Ireland so it will give you we were just looking up uh, Comerton your your own and uh, you could see there was small pockets in in diverse areas of, of the country but and um, we certainly knew that. Uh, yeah, we we were we had, we had enough information to look in particular locations. Yes. What we're trying to figure out as a family is uh, the the locations we're looking at. How do we get there? Yes. And and the other ones are we connected to them because we still haven't kind of established those links. So uh, I know we'll, we'll switch gears slightly, and I'll go back to Epic briefly. But today at Epic, one of the, the things that Epic was endeavouring to do was get stories from people who were coming back and who had lived in Ireland. Exactly, or objects or artefacts um, that had perhaps been sent by immigrants back to Ireland, okay. or that had maybe been taken to Ireland, been taken from Ireland when people emigrated. 
and that had found their way back to, to Ireland again. But right. there was a personal story connected to, for example, my own personal object is um, an aunt of my grandmother's uh, emigrated from Carcanish in County Limerick to San Francisco and right. her two sisters went as well and she had a signet ring with her initials on it and she died quite young, she never married in San Francisco and that ring ended up back with my grandmother and then was handed down to me. Right. Um, so those are the sort of uh, objects and stories. Yeah. And in a sense, what we're looking at here is social history. Yes. And human history as distinct from political history. Absolutely. Because political history has been written about and chronicled. Yes. Whereas social history weaves. Exactly, exactly. And social history can only, uh, you know, can only be told through um, the objects of people who are ex are extraordinary. But as you said, because they haven't been involved in the political sphere, their stories have been missed. Well, it's they're, live, they're ordinary people's stories, and it's you just uh, they, they it, there's a commonality in humanity that I guess this is what it's all about. Exactly. So now, if we go back to the uh, family history centre, so um, someone has walked through and they've kind of been able to reconnect emotionally, yes. having gone through Epic, and they come up to you. We are very aware <coughs> that. The 1901-1911 census has been online for a number of years now, Indeed. and it has been a tremendous source for Absolutely. all of us. Yes, it has indeed. But it stops at 1901, mm -hmm. and for many of us, where do you go from there? And I know a lot has now become available, and a lot is available through the Family History Centre and online through your resources. Yes, indeed. So um, we have the, there's a number of different um, online websites. Um, I think Ancestry is obviously the best mm -hmm. known one, but there's also Find My Past, mm -hmm. um, which is particularly good in UK and Irish records, and then obviously Family Search. Um, is uh, a free resource you do need to register so and different websites can mm -hmm. have different um, record sets on, on them so we have all available in the Irish Family History Centre right. so um, you mentioned about the censuses and uh, the fact censuses were destroyed beforehand so where we're looking then, so civil registration in Ireland starts in 1864, so births and marriages and deaths are registered from 1864. Okay. And there actually, there's, and there's images available on um, a government website called irishgenealogy.ie. Right. And um, so that is one resource that can be, that can be used. And then you have what we call census substitutes. Okay. So there's land records. Um, one of the most important would be Griffith's valuation. Yes. Which was taken between 1847 and 1864, and that was done for tax purposes. Right. And that plotted the the the, the head of the household and the plot of land that they may have um, leased from a, a landlord okay so those records are are there so they can be very useful if uh, you can get a particular town land okay and um, then you can actually get the exact plot of land that your ancestors might have left for so it's a, a very useful resource now the 
aspect of that though, does it identify the number that would have been in a family? No, that's the one thing it doesn't it doesn't do. So where we would go from there and you work backwards, so yes. you work with what you know. And as you go back, um, then you need to use church records. Yes. Um, so if they're Catholic records, they generally um, are online. So for example, if you know um, somebody in Canada and um, from a marriage record or a death record, they know the name of the immigrant's parents, including the mother's maiden name. Right. Then you can search if they're... Um, uh, Roman Catholic, you can search baptisms, you can search marriages. Okay. So you can go and you can uh, search for baptisms with a mother's maiden name. So then you can get an, an idea of the number of siblings. Okay, okay. Um, so that would be one, one route. Right. Um, that you can go down and then there's marriages as, as, as well. Okay. Now one of the records, or some of the records you and I went to look at to try and trace back some of my ancestry, mm -hmm. were you were able to look at the records of uh, employment, if, if you knew someone's, what someone did. Exactly, exactly. If you knew someone had a particular employment record, then um, the Royal Irish Constabulary records are, are on Find My Past. Right. Um, but perhaps they were members of a guild. Okay. Or, for example, in Munster, you have a directory. So if your ancestor was a tradesman in a town, um, they will be listed in a trade directory. Okay. So that's another way of working working back. So this would be like Tom's for Tom. Tom's, there's Guy's Monster Directory, there's Tom's Directory. Right. Exactly. And the directory type information, how far or when was the first directory that you could? So again, you're looking at um, the sort of 1880s okay. forward. Okay. So really, from a, a paper trail, um, it, there's not nothing really significant prior to 1800. Um, it, there's, it depends on a number of different different reasons. You can there are a number of now they mightn't be online. If mm -hmm. you're going prior to 1800, generally you need to go to uh, a records repository because there might be something that there's the tithe department books. Okay. Um, and there is the which are when tithes had to be paid. Okay. So there's a record there, and they go back to about 1820. Okay. And um, you also have um, land valuations as well. Okay. So that would be Griffith and, and thing. The other thing that's always worth looking at as well is if there's any estate papers. So if you know your ancestor worked in a certain estate or rented land from a certain landlord then you can um, check out and have a look at estate papers as okay. well. There might be estate papers that exist. And where is stuff like that held? In the estate papers and mostly in the National Archives. Okay. Okay. So the Irish Family History Centre then, as a resource, um, has access to multiple online resources. Yes, indeed. And has the knowledge of where the non-online product Absolutely. Uh, stuff is, can we, be found. We, we have a number of expert genealogists and um, you can actually book private consultations with our, our genealogists as well. Right, right. And uh, as you said, they know all the offline resources. Yes. 
so they will know where to to point you or where to to send you right and um, right. to uh, to to further they will always say, leave you with another place to go and, and 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 look or another repository to go and look at no so Fiona, yeah, we covered there all the offline resources that you can direct somebody towards. Uh -huh. So if I come in or if I get in touch with the Irish Family History Centre, what is available to me and is there a cost and what kind of cost is there for what kind of service? Okay, so um, if you are, our basic ticket is €12.50. Right. So that allows you to uh, come into the centre and use our resources, our touch screens and our workstations, where as I said we have the different online resources and um, we can we would have a customer service person who would be able to, to give you some assistance as, as well. Right. Um, so that's our basic at 12.50. Uh, you can do a half hour uh, consultation. And this can actually be now, we can be done online as well. Okay. Through Skype or Google Hangouts, because it's okay. very popular. So you can pre-book and sit down with one of our genealogists for half an hour okay. or for an hour. So half an hour is 45 euros. An hour is 85 euros. Okay. And okay. um, so, if you have a brick wall or you want some specific help, and um, that's where that that comes in. Right. And um, so that is in the centre itself. Uh, but we also have a research um, team in our in our head office. The the Arsham History Centre is run by Enacam. Uh, which has been around for 20 years. Okay. Um, it's a family-run company. It's run by um, uh, Brian Donovan and Fiona Fitzsimons. And Fiona would be one of the top genealogists in, in Ireland. Okay. Um, okay. So we have a total research team. So if you did want to commission research, um, that can be done as well. Okay. Um, and we have a number of different. We have a website, yeah. and uh, which you can uh, so you can be a free member, or you can do a monthly subscription or an annual subscription. Okay. So there's different levels of services, but okay. again, you can access our expert help through that as well. So if I sign up on the website, <coughs> I can get a one-month free trial, and then that will give me access to all the if records. You, if you come to the centre, you get um, a month subscription to two different websites. One okay. is our own. Our own website is very much an educational knowledge based website okay. so there's webinars, podcasts, research tips and so you also get a month subscription to find my path so if you come and visit us in the centre um, you take uh, you get a, a takeaway bag which allows you to um, have two resources to continue your research and we all know you're not you'll achieve a certain amount in a month but all you do is increase your appetite exactly it's like it's a rabbit hole we always say it's a rabbit hole it's like genealogy it's, it's like playing 18 holes of golf the 18 hole is always the best brings you back <laughs> after after about 17 you play a great last hole i have to come back exactly and then you can enjoy the 19th hole <laughs> um did I forget to ask you anything? Because you know this, these warrants in a way that I don't. Uh, like military records, we talked about the RIC. Yes. And I presume there's military records for the Irish as well. Um, there is military records because obviously a huge amount of Irish fought in the British Army. Yeah. So there is, um, because obviously um, you've access to UK 
records, military records as well. Right. Um, so you you know you can just you can look at those those records as well right. and the British military records. So there's a number of different ones. Some of the more interesting and kind of fun ones um, that are on um, Find My Past, which people get a kick out of, particularly the Ara Petty Sessions. Oh, yes. So um, Ireland was very well policed mm -hmm. um, back in the 19th century. And uh, so the, there, there was these Petty Sessions, and um, uh, visitors often get a, a, a great kick out of maybe their ancestor was... Um, brought before the court for being drunk and disorderly on the main street, yeah, or yeah. very I, often. I, I may be aware of some of those. Uh, or, or, you know, somebody's cows drain onto somebody's land. Right, right. All those sorts of, of, of uh, are, 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 are quite um, interesting little anecdotal um, things to see. And the other one is dog licenses. Okay. Which are great fun if you find your ancestor had a, a particular type of dog indeed. or indeed. You know, sheep dogs or terriers or right. yeah. yeah. So uh, those are sort you of know, the on my mother's side my grandfather had dogs. Or my grandfather yeah. 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 So it'd be worth yeah. looking. Indeed. So I think a lot of people who come to visit us. Um, as what they very much want to know is what were their ancestors' lives like right. before they right. left. Yeah. Yes. So they want to know the types of houses they lived in. Right. You know, did they have a dog or not? Um, yeah. As I said, the petty sessions can add flavour. Indeed. And of course, the local papers at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. The local papers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's when the pub was raided and who was found on. Yeah. <laughs> Fiona Mahoney, thanks a million for sharing it with us. What are the websites? How, how are we directing people here? You're in the Epic Building, which is down on the Custom House Quay. We've yes. already said between the Ronan Gillespie Sculptures and the Jeannie Johnson. It's Just straight looking out at the Sean O'Casey Bridge. Absolutely, yep. the pedestrian bridge um, across. The website? The website is www.irishfamilyhistorycentre.com. And at Facebook, you're there as well. And we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter um, as well. Wow. Excellent. Thanks a million, Fiona. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you very much.